Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the program. Talking a lot of basketball today. Talked to AD earlier. Pelicans in action tomorrow night. That's going to be interesting. LSU in action yesterday. Stunning Kentucky. How does that change the landscape of college basketball? Through the eyes of a sports better, a sports handicapper. I'm always curious about that. And on into the program from the desert, as he does every week, comes Ralph Michaels, our friends from wagertalk.com, our handicapper there. Ralph, it's all college basketball this week, my friend. Uh, finally, uh, just uh, what you and I have always dreamt of, I suppose. Well, you know, it's uh, it's such an exciting time because you're getting all of these rematches in college basketball. And, you know, part of it is handicapping what teams really need to win and what teams are just playing out of string trying to get better in. And that's part of it. I mean, there's a lot of teams that know they're in, and yes, they want to win, but if uh, if you find a situation where you're down by 10 or 12, you may start resting some guys because it's not that important. I mean, one one more loss on the resume doesn't hurt the top you know, 18, 20 teams that know they're in and you know, what does it really matter if you're a three, four, or five seed? There really isn't that much of a difference. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, now, LSU, they were in the AP top uh, 20 as they were number 19 heading into that game against number five Kentucky yesterday. We all know the uh, the stunning finish to that one, LSU at the buzzer upsetting Kentucky with the tip-in, the controversial tip-in, I suppose. But I do wonder uh, what you just said right there. Um, I haven't seen much movement if you go to, like, Sagarin or Ken Palm or some of these power rankings. Nobody's all of a sudden getting bullish on LSU, and I think that's wise. But how do your power rankings look, perhaps, after that upset yesterday? Well, you know, I started the Wager Talk College Basketball Guide two weeks ago where it's for free. And, you know, there's a full page, the exact same information for each of the 32 conferences. You know, in LSU, I have LSU, uh, my number 22 team. So uh, they've continued to impress me. That puts them fourth in the SEC behind Tennessee, Kentucky, uh, Auburn, and, you know, then LSU sits fourth. You look at their record, you know, now now you're sitting at 10-1. and one. You potentially, you know, you start having a little different attitude now because up until yesterday, they were really the hunter. No one had a bullseye on their back. Yes, they were 19-4. and four. You know, they've lost to Florida State, Oklahoma, Houston, Arkansas, the better teams they played. They pulled an upset against Auburn at home, and that's really, you know, was their best win. But now doing it back-to-back and now being in a situation where you're a 20-win team and you're at 10-1, and sitting only a half a game behind Tennessee coming up for that Saturday game on February 23rd when you're at home, now all of a sudden you are going to become a favorite, which you're not accustomed to doing it. You have people paying much more attention to you and game planning differently. So we'll see. It's a weird transition midseason going from a uh, 
going from an LSU team that was 18 and 15 last year to now is 20 and 4 in second place in the SEC. Yeah, the resurrection has been so quick by Will Wade. Two stunning results yesterday. Duke coming back from 23 points down with about what, eight, min- eight, nine minutes to go, beating Louisville. That was live during our show, Ralph. We were stunned by that one. I had a couple of tweets that I sent out that I left up that uh, certainly could be on old takes exposed, those freezing cold takes uh, when Duke was down by about 20 points or so. But as those two teams won yesterday, um, does that change where you're seeing maybe some value either in the futures as you look towards the tournament and possible national champions or, or as you make plays here from a sports better's perspective heading into the weekend? It doesn't change one thing. I mean, you know, uh, Kentucky's still Kentucky. Kentucky's going to be, you know, a two seed. If they win the SEC, they could still be a one seed. So that loss means nothing to them. I think it, it actually may help them a little bit. Uh, you know, the Louisville loss, is is a little bit of a difference. It's not going to affect it's not going to affect anything with the power rating, but you know, you have to remember this is a a team that is is a very uh, experienced team. Everyone is a sophomore or higher, but you have a first-year head coach in Chris Mack who came over from Xavier who I love. And you know, this may carry on. Louisville has now lost three of their last four games. They lost a overtime game to Florida State on Saturday. Now you lose Duke. Uh, we're going to learn a lot about Louisville in the next few weeks if perhaps this loss can carry on and cost them of a little a dive at the end of the season. Now, they're still going to be a tournament team. I mean, they're 17-8, and eight and in my power ratings, they're a uh, top-15 team. So they'll be there, but we'll see how much this affects them moving forward. And you don't have an answer until we see them play, uh, maybe not against Clemson at home on Saturday, but that following game against Syracuse on the road. Ralph Michaels of WagerTalk.com joining us here at CalSportsLV on Twitter. Be sure you give him a follow. Great info uh, really every single day there. Uh, You know, we were talking, um, you and I, off the air just about how down some of the conferences are out there. The Pac-12 is just as bad as – Really, maybe they've ever been, certainly in the Pac-12 version. And I think going back to the Pac-10, it might be as bad as they've ever been. The ACC is well down relative to what they usually are. They're still one of the better conferences, but what they usually are, they're down. Uh, the SEC is probably par for the course. Um, Big East certainly isn't what it used to be. So where do you see value here? I'll go back to that question. The value, uh, as you look across the country right now, uh, where is it? Where are you looking at, at some, some areas, some teams that maybe are flying under the radar right now? You know, the, the I think the SEC is better than it's been in multiple years. I mean, because if you look back, it used to be Kentucky and nobody else and everybody else, and then Florida and South Carolina, you know, had those defensive teams to get there. But, you know, I think in the SEC right now, uh, you know, you have five teams in for sure with Kentucky, LSU, uh, Tennessee, and then Auburn. And then you have that Mississippi, and Mississippi State is in as well. And then you have Florida and Mississippi and uh, South Carolina, you know, and those two yeah. teams. You know, South Carolina to me, no. Because they're overall they're record, 12, right? They're 12 and 12, right. yeah. And yes, they're 7 and 4, but you look at their 7 and 4, and the wins are against Arkansas, Georgia, Vanderbilt, you know, and, uh, and Missouri. So the wins aren't good enough for me. They don't have top-level wins, and they're just not a good enough team. So I don't have them in. But the Mississippi case is close, and, uh, 
and then you also look at the Florida situation where I have them in the top 35, all of those teams. You know, and the Pac-12, we talked about it off the air. I mean, this is just a historically bad conference. You you want to talk about coming into conference play, it looked like they were only going to be a one-bid team. Whoever won the Pac-12 was it. And, I mean, that's crazy to think about a major conference with only one team in. Well, Washington, which is a very good team, a very improved team. I've been riding them. If you haven't watched Washington this year, Mike Hopkins is their head coach. He is a Syracuse assistant for 20 years. This is his second year here. They run that same 2-3 zone. They had all five starters back, so you've seen these kids now play this zone for two years. They're starting to really play well. They had an outlier game, their first loss against Arizona State. I'll throw that away. If they lose in the Pac-12 tournament, they will also get in. But besides that, I mean, the Mountain West very well could be as strong as the Pac-12, you know, with, with Gonzaga, I mean, excuse me, with Nevada, uh, Utah State, and Fresno State. So the top four in the country, I think we've agreed on the last couple of times we've talked here on the air, Duke, Virginia, Gonzaga, and Tennessee. Outside of those teams, can you handicap who you think right now, and this may change later, but right now are the main challengers to those four? You know, I actually moved Michigan State ahead of Tennessee with with, with their win uh, with their win at at Wisconsin last night, and you know, this is the type of team that that uh, Tom Izzo gets to the championship and wins. You have a junior point guard in Cassius Winston, and you have multiple seniors. Uh, remember, you also they have played uh, their last eleven games without Josh Langford. He's a three-year starter. He'll be back here in the next few weeks. So their offense and their defense is is something special. One thing I want to point out, I think there's only a handful of teams. To me, you have to have a top 15 offense and a top 30 type defense or vice versa to have any chance to get there. There are only eight teams in college basketball. If you look at the Ken Palm ratings, which I use often, Mm -hmm. that have an offense and defense both ranked in the top 22. There are only eight teams. We know Gonzaga. We know the four ACC teams. That includes Louisville, Virginia, Duke, and North Carolina. You have Michigan State. You have Kentucky. And the one that people don't talk about is Maryland. Maryland is one of eight teams with a top 22 offense and defense. They're sitting at 19-6. and six. Their losses to Michigan State and Wisconsin, both on the road. They they lost to Virginia and Purdue early. They're they're a team that Mark Turgeon just if you remembered watching Mark Turgeon play, they play just like he does. They have uh, two sophomore and two freshman starters, so they just continue to get better and better as you go. And they have a junior point guard, which is something you need. So Maryland is one of those teams. Another two out of the out of the uh, out of the Big Twelve, you know, Kansas has won that tournament. Kansas has won the regular season title in the Big Twelve 14 straight years. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not going to win this year. It's going to be Iowa State and Kansas State, and those teams play next Saturday. That is going to be an incredible game. But I think that uh, Kansas State right now is two games clear of Iowa State. If they win that, they're going to win that title. But Iowa State's a team that I really look for. They're the 14th defense. They're the number 32 uh, 
they're 14 and 32 with their offense and defense. I have them as a number 18 team right now. You have a couple guards that are seniors and sophomores, and Winnington really is their best player. He's a shooting guard. You've got guys that are going to play on the NBA that you haven't heard of uh, in Shayok and Horton Tucker. You have quality players. So Iowa State is a team that I, I may go out and put a future on them now, uh, even if they have those losses, to me, the Big 12 is the best conference from top to bottom. And beating your, beating each other up like this, yes, in the conference, you may be seven and four and you fit, may fit, you may be in second place, but you have, you have eight of your 10 teams are top 40 defense efficiencies. And the worst team in the league is West Virginia. Well, when you could say your worst team is West Virginia, even in a down year, it shows you the talent they have from top to bottom. So Maryland is certainly one I'd keep an eye on. Iowa State and Kansas State are two more. Yeah, it's great stuff here from Ralph Michaels at Wager Talk. Iowa State 40-1 to right now in the futures to win the tournament. Kansas State 60-1. to Going back to Maryland, I will say uh, it's it's just better. Uh, Ralph, I wonder if you agree with that. It's just better when Maryland's relevant in college basketball. Uh, they were a fixture in the tournament for 20 years. Um, then you had a period of about a decade. They won the title in 02, and they had a period of this decade where they kind of rebuilding the program. And like you said, they're kind of back. Do you think they're, they're going to get back to that elite status where they were, you know, early 2000s, late 90s? Well, you know, the problem moving to the Big Ten was, you know, you, you have a bunch of recruiters that, that come after your area. And the reason, you know, Maryland knows and, and Rutgers knows that the reason those two teams are in the conference is because of they are in the New York and Washington, D.C. area. But, uh, you know, I agree. You look back, boy, Gary Williams had some teams there, yeah. you know, with Juan Dixon and, and uh, Chris Wilcox and, you know, beating Indiana in the finals. Like you said, they were number one seed back then, but they just make their they weren't one of those Big Ten elite teams. Everyone knew about Michigan, Michigan State and Purdue. You know, then you have this Iowa team, which is as effective in offense as they come. You know, you add in you add in Maryland now, and all you know, all of a sudden in the Big Ten, you have multiple teams that uh, you know. Ohio State is a team that I have ranked thirty, but I think they're a very poor team. I think uh, they're going to struggle against Illinois on Thursday night. They're not a good offensive team, and I think it's going to show. So, you know, Ohio State's one of those situations we talked about. that They won four straight games, but they were four of the bottom five teams in the Big Ten. Now you're getting put in a, in a favorite as a situation as, you know, being a multiple point or seven or eight point favorite. You know, the one thing about LSU I'll say is I think, I think they have a nice schedule coming up because normally I would look to fade them in a situation off that big win where they're now going to be an eight, nine, or 10 point favorite perhaps at Georgia on the road. But Georgia's a team that you remember just two games ago, Tom Crean called out his team. And, and you, I've never heard a coach say, these players are horrible. They're not playing for me. Uh, it's the players' fault we lost the game. Well, what happened? They got ripped against a bad Texas A&E team by 17. Yeah. So uh, LSU may be finding a Georgia team that the players quit on the coach. We'll see, but that's a nice spot to have after that upset win. Yeah, John Brady, the former LSU coach, on the broadcast yesterday during the LSU-Kentucky game, ripping Tom Crean uh, for going after his players in the media. Good call there, Ralph. Uh, yeah, a little extended conversation here with Ralph Michaels at Wager Talk because we just love talking college hoops. Before we let you go, Ralph, uh, any insights you want to give our audience and what's going on at Wager Talk this week? You know, again, if you haven't checked out the college back college basketball guide 
Uh, it's simple. You know, we talk about the major conferences. There's 32 conferences. If you can get lines on those MEAC teams and SWAC teams that a lot of people don't talk about, you're getting all of the year-to-date stats. You're getting the points per game diffs. You're getting my power ratings on all 353 teams. It's a great download. You just go to Wager Talk, go to the Cal Sports page. If you're going for the first time, you have to register, but no purchase necessary. And when you register, it's not one of the sites that makes you put in the credit card number. It's just name and email address. And once you register, you can download it free every week. I post it every Monday, and that Monday sheet is updated all the way through those Sunday games. So yep. I get up early Monday morning, knock it all out, and get it out to you. 32 pages, you become an expert in each college basketball conference by looking at one page. Indeed, and I get that straight to my mailbox every Monday. Look forward to it. Ralph, always appreciate the chat, man. We'll talk to you next week and preview that LSU-Tennessee game. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. All right, Ralph Michaels of wagertalk.com, at CalSportsLV on Twitter. And go to that website, wagertalk.com, and be sure you sign up um, – for that college basketball stat sheet that he sends out every Monday. We'll take a break, a little extended conversation here, but back with more on The Last Lap after this. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 